We're back with another episode of Bearcat Rewind. Thanks for joining us. Today we're talking a little Northwest Missouri State women's basketball. Mallory McConkie just completed a terrific career for the Bearcats last season, becoming the 19th player in program history with over 1,000 points and 500 rebounds. She was also a key cog as the Bearcats reached their most wins and highest conference standing in seven years. Now McConkie is beginning her coaching career alongside another former Bearcat as she joins the staff at Doan University in Crete, Nebraska as a graduate assistant. Now the assistant coach at Doan, well that is one Gene Steinmeier. Stein is second in wins all-time in Northwest women's basketball history and led the team to the Final Four in 2011. Mallory will join us to give us the breakdown of how all this came together and what led her into coaching as well as much more. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. We're talking with Mallory McConkie today about Northwest Missouri State women's basketball and beyond. Let's dive into this week's podcast. Talking today with Mallory McConkie, former Northwest Missouri State Bearcat women's basketball player. Mallory, how are things going here for you this summer? Good. Staying busy. That's good. That's always good. A lot of times, graduation hits and it's like, all right, that next step, and you kind of push on immediately. You have five years at Northwest Missouri State, and you signed on for two more years of school. Is that right? Yeah. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, um, I wasn't it, I wasn't sure at first, but I, uh, I think I want to make a career out of coaching, so I think that this is definitely the next step. Uh, so coaching, the coaching part is awesome, but the school part I'm not as excited about. Well, and, and I'm just giving you a hard time. If you're going to do it, I mean, you might as well rip the Band-Aid off early, get it done right away, and have that Masters knocked out. Um, yeah. But again, like you said, coaching is kind of that direction you want to go. This makes sense for you. You can get that Masters taken care of. But you did come off a year where, what, a, a 394 GPA, an MIAA scholar-athlete, so um, you'll be you'll be doing just fine, but you're heading to Doan. You're up in going to be up in Crete, Nebraska, to be a women's basketball graduate assistant. Uh, was this kind of always the path that you've been looking at, saying, yeah, "I think I want to go up and, and take that next step into coaching"? I um, had thought about coaching what probably two or three years ago, and then um, I decided that I was going to stick with teaching. But then, especially uh, this last year. I thought again more about it and um, decided that I wanted to stay with basketball and um, the coaching side just because I know I would like either career a lot, but especially with getting the eight freshmen in and um, kind of teaching them what, like the things that I thought about while I played and uh, just seeing the being more, I guess, on the coaching side of it um, just made me think that even with the job security isn't isn't super strong um unless you're i hope that i'm an all right coach but uh and the traveling i thought would be worth it um and that's so yeah this this year is when i really decided i wanted to go with that 
Well, and you're kind of thrown into a unique situation, too, and honestly trying to uh, to even find the blessings in the difficult parts of life. You go through COVID-19, you're given that chance to have an extra year of sticking around to play for a fifth season, and you do it, and you mentioned that the eight freshmen coming in. You were put in a different situation to where it's not just necessarily wins and losses, that sort of thing, but the maturity level for yourself is different than it was when you stepped foot on campus and your basketball knowledge and the chance to take some younger players under your wing. So is it kind of, all right, I'm going to go in and get this master's and, and be a GA and be a college coach? Or is there any chance that you say, maybe I want to dip back down into high school or kind of take it a different route? Um, I guess I guess we'll see how it goes, but um, I'm thinking just to go right to uh, trying to find an assistant coaching position somewhere at the collegiate level. Um, that's what something I really liked about um, just going in NAI also was that I would get to be the head coach of the JV, so I feel like I'll get a lot of experience, more experience that way um, of being like a full-time coach not just an assistant um so I think that will give me a even a better feel about if that's what I want to do or not when you kind of think through to some of the coaches you've had from South Nottoway High School you to come up here to Northwest Missouri State and you know at first year you've got Buck Shields a head coach and he's recruiting you bringing you up to Northwest Missouri State and then you wrap up your career with Austin Meyer and Adai Houston and um, multiple GAs up and down throughout that as well kind of you know lending a hand and helping out do you feel you're kind of pulling little nuts and bolts, little bits and pieces from each of these coaches to kind of say, I like the way they did this, and I like how that coach did that, and trying to find a way that you're going to mold yourself into that next uh, generation of coaches? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like I've been blessed with uh, awesome coaches my whole career, and so there's definitely different things I um, have gotten from each of them, and that was uh, another reason that I'm excited to learn from uh, Ryan and Jean at uh, Crete, um, just another person to learn from and um, see a different view. Uh, so that's what I, some people tease me about uh, sticking around at Northwest, West, um, but I mean, I've had four years with Myron Houston and I have loved every second of it. Um, I'm just uh, also excited to see what another coach has to offer. And really, to be in a small town like Maryville D2 School, it, you don't get much better regardless of where you're at or the level you're at than Coach Meyer, Coach Houston building from there. Uh, but you mentioned Gene Steinmeier, now an assistant coach there at Doan. He was, in a, he was the head coach there in the 90s, came over to Northwest Missouri State, tons of wins. Did that connection play a role into you making your way to Doan, just having Coach Steinmeier had lived in Maryville, Maryville for quite a while and had coached at Northwest? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, he he saw on Facebook, I'm sure maybe from a post that either me or my mom put on and that I was uh, thinking about being a GA. So that's how I think they even um, learned that that's what I was wanting to do. Uh, so then I got uh, on the phone with him and set up an interview and then went from there. But it's kind of kind of funny, the connections that I've made throughout my career that um, helped me with uh, different interviews for that. Well, and you were pretty young whenever Coach Stein was coming through and wrapping up his career here at Northwest, but of course, 
your uh, associate head coach here with Northwest. The die Houston was a GA for Coach Stein when he was here, and Lori Hopkins was an assistant. Kelly Quinlan was a trainer on that staff there with uh, him for many years. And of course, Coach Meyer was playing and then assisting Coach Tapp. Have you had a chance to pick any of these people's brains and get a few Coach Steinmeier stories and kind of learn a little bit more about him before going up? And, um, of course, again, he's the assistant, but getting a feel for what Coach Steinmeier's like up there? Uh, yeah, actually, I talked to, um, uh, yeah, like Houston and um, Lori and them a little bit about it. And, I mean, just the amount of success that um, Stein has had in his coaching career, I mean, says a lot for itself. And then also, um, I mean, Ryan, now the head coach there, they've had increased success every year, um, even though I think this is going to be going on his fourth year of coaching, third or fourth. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, their resumes uh, uh, impressed me and um, made me even know that I would definitely learn stuff from them. Well, it has to help too. You're kind of you're part of a turnaround here at Northwest Missouri State and help lay the foundation for a really solid future for the Bearcats here to come. But it's probably easy too to look at Don and say, "I've been in that situation. I've played in similar games. They're going to go through and, and been through some growing pains to where you can get up there and really lend some good advice and kind of help them take that next step too." That's. A, I mean, I hope so. I hope um, I can help out in more than a few ways, but. I mean, that's what uh, Ryan talked to me whenever I went over for the interview that um, they were in a rebuild. And, I mean, they're um, already further along than, like, Northwest Northwest was whenever I first came here. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that I can help along with I'm sure they're going to make a jump here in the next year or two, um, even more than they already have. So I want to dial it way back going back to your high school days, you're at South Nottoway, you finish up your junior season of high school basketball, you cross the 1,000-point mark already as a junior. Uh, you're a successful girls' basketball school. Are you thinking Northwest Missouri State then to go and play? Did you have some other options, or how did that work out that you came up here to be a Bearcat? Um, I can remember ever since I was like a little girl that I wanted to play basketball at Northwest, and um, a big part of that was just that uh, that's where my mom went to school. That's where my uh, grandma, she was always a big Northwest fan. Um, but I feel like that was a dream of mine, uh, even just apart from Northwest playing college basketball. Um, I had I didn't really have that many offers from other schools at all. I went and visited Truman and um, kept in contact with them for a while. But, I mean, being class one and, um, I want to say that I was like a super, super awesome player in college um, or in high school. Um, but just the opportunity that I got uh, from Northwest when they didn't really know me very well at all, uh, that was, uh, I mean, it was amazing. It's a God thing. But, uh, yeah, so I guess Northwest is really the only one that even really gave me an offer. Was it junior year or even later into your senior season by the time that you kind of had those first discussions that uh, that they were interested and you were kind of thinking about going that route? I had went on a visit my junior year, um, and I, I'm i going to say it didn't go super well. I had, um, did like a little uh, scrimmage with them, and then I emailed them my senior year, 
and said that, uh, hey, I know whenever I came last year that I wasn't very good, but I promise you I've gotten a lot better, and I'm still interested in coming there. And then um, that was whenever Grant was the GA, I think, and um, we kind of kept in contact, uh, and they they emailed me, I can't remember at what point, that um, they were interested, and I came on a visit, and that's whenever... I figured out I had a chance to come there, and it didn't take much longer than that to um, accept or um, what was it unofficially commit. See, that, that's pretty cool because I feel like a lot of kids are like, whew, that didn't go so well. I'm going to pretend it never happened. But the fact that you sent the email, but then also like, I promise you that, I mean, it's <laughs> much better. But that kind of goes back to the work ethic too, right? Um, being from a class one school, it's hard to make that jump to NCAA Division II athletics, and it's playing at such a high level. Part of it's skill, but also part of it, too, is kind of having that drive of saying, I'm going to be better, and I can take that next step, you know, from senior year into your freshman year of college, but then even from your freshman year of college up to what we saw in that fifth year. I mean, you took leaps and bounds every single season. That's a huge part of making that that um, jump into college basketball is things aren't always going to go well. I'm just going to keep working my tail off and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it wasn't too hard for me to put in all the extra work just because basketball has, I mean, been my passion since I can remember. But, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot of hard work. And, like, even throughout my high school years, I had uh, my uh, twin sister, Megan. It was both of us together all the time working together. And then anytime she was around on the weekend throughout college, um, she was the one coming in with me and my my parents always offered to rebound but I mean that was so I guess it's not too hard for me to think about the extra time I put in because that was just really enjoyable for me and then also the people around me made it that much easier as well with the support they had so you come to Northwest and Megan went to Mizzou right out is that correct she went to Mo West for a year and then Mizzou okay so you guys are kind of you kind of go your separate ways as twins, which I'm sure at times can be difficult, and you come from a big family, but then it's like you immediately gain, what, four or five other sisters. That was a big big freshman class he came in with. Yourself, Mia Stillman, Zoe Hayward, Kylie Coleman, Jalen Haggard. It seemed like there was always a tight bond, but all the hurdles throughout your career only seemed to bring things closer together. What was that like, being with that group of women and continuing throughout of going from you know what, we're pretty good high schoolers to helping turn this Northwest program around. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough. Um, this was the first, that was the first time I'd ever been away from uh, Megan. And I mean, we're um, extremely close and close with my um, whole family, but us even being 45 minutes apart was tough. But um, I mean, all of us freshmen coming in immediately were close with each other and um, even going through the five win season and then uh, getting a new coach. I feel like that was definitely made our bond that much closer. And um, we were together in the dorms the um, summer before our freshman year. So it was really easy um, to get to know each other. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to stick together for, for a lifetime now, just that even if, I mean, the rest of the girls, just me and Kylie being here and the rest of them uh, moving on, um, still texting each other and, you know, sending the Snapchats every day. 
Um, but that was having such a big, big in, um, class together um, was definitely fortunate um, for us and how we got to grow that way. You know, just lifelong bonds that you don't expect probably to see quite as much adversity that you had to through your five years. You mentioned the coaching change and some lean years, but injuries, of course, involved. COVID-19 rolls through. It's one of those that you can kind of find strength within those others, especially going from the, the players that you're with, but then the coaching staff. We mentioned a little bit earlier with Coach Myron, Coach Houston, but you had four years with them. What's working in the program that we just keep seeing more and more success is unlocked each year under these two? I think it's, um, I mean, one, with the increased success, I feel like it's um, easier for Houston and Meyer to um, sell the program more and show how they're becoming some part of something bigger, so um, easier to recruit. But then also just the way that Meyer and Houston coach, um, how they motivate us, it's, it's very easy to want to come in and get better. And then they just add on to that with the, their positive motivators. And then also, I mean, if somebody's slacking, then they're going to let you know, but they're going to show you how to improve also. Um, and not just like on basketball, but throughout like uh, Meyer has helped turn me into like a bigger reader and reading like the John Gordon books and those type of things um, and learning a lot. And I, I mean, Houston with his new promotion, I mean, that's, that's awesome and uh, so well-deserved just because of how much it's easy for us to see like how much he does for us. And then on top of that, things we don't see, but I mean, that plus just Northwest as a whole, the community is a really easy sell for recruiting also just because of how awesome the people are and the athletic department and really just everybody around. I feel like it's a top-notch place and you can't get much better than that. You do have that feeling that everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction on campus, and that's huge. And you see that within the women's basketball program. And what's being done on the court is great. Talking to those guys and getting to know them away from the floor and all of your teammates as well, it's a top-notch program in that way too, high character all the way around. But if you had to go back to the court, and it's, let's just say you're playing a two-on-two pickup game against a teammate, and you had to pick either Meyer or Houston to be your teammate, and then you would face the other one, which <laughs> one would you pick? Oh, man. Gosh, if it was before Houston's uh, <laughs> knee surgery, I would definitely go with him. But, man, I haven't. Now, you're very, <laughs> you said you're very sure. I mean, you said definitely. Why would you take him there? Because he's fast, like he's he's got that he had that sneaky quickness, but um, he does not move like he used to. <laughs> and my, I mean, ever since I've known him, he he's a pretty stiff player. Um, but I mean, it's the height now at this point that I feel like I would have to go with him. Um, but yeah, back in the day, a few years ago, when Houston could move better, I would probably go with him. You know, it's one of those things, Houston quick off the bounce, Meyer's kind of like a young Dirk Nowitzki out there, you know, just <laughs> sitting out there knocking down threes. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see whenever they listen to this and come back around and ask you about it. So. Oh, man, I'm probably going <laughs> to hear some crap from it. <laughs> probably a little bit at least. Uh, all right, so 
You had 27 points against Emporia State this year to match a career high. You had 27 at Pitt State in 2020. A double-double against Missouri Western back in 2021. Of those or any I didn't mention, is there an individual performance that stands out in your mind over others? I want you to be selfish here. It's okay. Oh, man. Um... Or even just like you hit one of those turnaround jumpers in the eye of a particular defender here in the MIAA, and you're not playing anymore, so you can you can call them out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whenever this year, whenever I can't remember the whole game, but um, I do remember against Pitt State at home. I think we won by four, and towards the end of the game, I just remember doing my turnaround jumper. Um over one of their their shorter players and that was a shot that was uh big that um it's towards the end of the game but there's that that comes to mind but um the playing uh uh washburn even not it wasn't even really something i did the pass out to peyton kelderman where she knocked down that three was very very exciting um but i guess as the whole performance maybe the Emporia game this year just because um, what I think I think I missed the first shot of the game and then didn't miss again after that but um, hey, you went off <laughs> in that one didn't you <laughs> yeah I guess so <laughs> <laughs> well and not that we're just picking on MIAA schools from Kansas but Emporia and Pitt and Washburn those are all big wins and it just seemed like there were a lot of different times throughout the year that kind of able to to get that monkey off the back of northwest missouri state and kind of keep on pushing forward to you know 17 and 12 this year keep building off that and reach 20 wins and more as we go into uh you know 2022 23 and beyond and did you see that I'm, i'm sure you have the schedule for this season starts out with northwest playing an exhibition against doan on november 1st yeah, I did. I I did um, see that. I'm kind of kind of excited about it. <laughs> you have to. Hey, let me have the coaching uh, the uh, game plan for this first one. I know who to lock down, who to give what shot to, and. <laughs> oh yeah, I I was joking that we uh, can play play off of Peyton Kellerman that we can plug the lane on her. <laughs> Just do it to get in her head, you know. Yeah. Just little things like that. <laughs> Mallory, thanks for the time. It's been a lot of fun watching you throughout your career south Nottoway, now to northwest Missouri State, and uh, good luck as you head off to Doan and start that coaching career. Thank you. Thanks again to Mallory McConkey once again joining us on today's podcast. In case you missed it, in recent weeks we have had Dr. Allison Hoffman, Blake Hardegree, Reese Smith, Jackie Kaysen, and many more, so check out those archived episodes of Bearcat Rewind. Thanks to Northwest Professor Alex Kurt for producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for listening. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.